Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. Hi graduates, Melissa Salmon here from Physio Mentor. We're going to talk about what should not be said and what should be said in consultations in private practice. Being in private practice is very different to being in the public health system. And I think when we come out of university, no one at university trains us in what we should be saying to our patients as far as getting them on board with coming back to sessions. And I think that's where the problem lies, is where we're taught very much the clinical side at university and have an excellent base of knowledge there. But in regards to the business side, we often lack. And this is where the downfall can be, because you can be brilliant clinically, but if you cannot convince your patients to come back when you need them to come back and as frequently as you need them to come back, then you won't have a client base, you won't have a full appointment book, and potentially you may not have a job because you're not performing and bringing in any money for the business. And no business owner will, will be able to sustain that for a long period of time. So this is why we need to have discussions about the way you speak to your patients and how you get them on board. So we're gonna talk about some common mistakes that graduates make when they're trying to get their patients to come back for more sessions. And I think a lot of these errors can be due to a lack of confidence in their abilities and their skills and not having the experience to understand that as a graduate, you actually need to see someone more times rather than less times. I mean, even the best of therapists see their patients on an average of up to eight or nine sessions. So if you're seeing someone for less than that, you're either brilliant or you're underservicing, and that can be a confidence issue where you're trying to get rid of people early uh, because you're unsure where to go next. So let's talk about some comments that are made in consultations that can be detrimental to yourself. So the first one that graduates often say in a consultation after to get someone to come back would be, uh, Mrs. Jones, I'd like to see you. Now that's not a bad one, but it it's, doesn't instill a great deal of confidence that you'd just like to see her. Because when Mrs. Jones is paying $78, $80 for a consultation, she doesn't really want to come back just because you'd like to see her. There has to be a reason. There has to be structure to it. The next one is, Mrs. Jones, you might need a couple of goes. And that one's pretty common too. And once again, it doesn't instill much confidence in your patient because you've used the word might. Couple, how many is a couple? And goes, I mean, you need to be quite specific. You may be nodding your head right now thinking, well, there's two and I know that I do say them. And if you're unsure if you are saying these or not, because they can become just habit after a while, and it's a habit we want to break very early in your career if you're going to maintain a career in private practice, you may need to think about getting the consent of your patient and recording a session, verbally recording a session, so you can play it back and listen to what you actually say. The next one is, Mrs. Jones, maybe we can check it after that. Once again, that maybe word has popped in there. Another one I hear all the time is, 
Mrs. Jones, what I'm thinking is that, once again, that thinking word is in there. So maybe and thinking need to be out of the equation. They're words that you shouldn't be saying. The next one, Mrs. Jones, what I'm going to suggest is another session. I think this one's not a bad one either. However, suggest is still a very vague word and a patient doesn't really want suggestions. They want clear cut. The next one is very, very common and probably sends shivers up your spine as a private practice owner if you hear your graduate say this one. And I'm sure you all do. So it's Mrs. Jones, do you feel you need to come back at this stage? So what you've done is you've put the control of the treatment into the patient's hands and it's in fact you that went to university for four years to train as a physiotherapist. You should be making the guided decisions about how frequent you see a patient and when you discharge. You don't put that, that into the patient's uh, care. The next one is also very notorious and it's Mrs. Jones, give me a ring in two weeks if it's still a bit sore. If you have any concerns that Mrs. Jones was still going to be sore, then you haven't achieved the end ideal outcome for Mrs. Jones. So you should be getting her to come back until you're 100% certain that she's not going to be sore. And the last one is also notorious. I left the last three uh, till last. So Mrs. Jones, just make an appointment for next week. And if you feel okay, just ring and cancel it. This one is no good for a private practice at all because it, it gives the perception to the patient that it doesn't matter, my time's not valuable, if you ring up and cancel, that's okay. So you need to wipe all of those ones from what you're saying in your current consultations and instead try implementing these. So instead say something like, Mrs. Jones, you need to get treatment twice for the next two weeks. And that tells Mrs. Jones that how many sessions she needs to have over what amount of time. And you could even follow that statement up with, for this reason. For this reason, I would like to reassess your return to sport testing to be absolutely sure you're safe to return to sport. So you've been very specific about what you're gonna achieve, what value she's gonna get, why she needs to come back. It's not just to see how you're going. The next one is, Mrs. Jones, you will need to get that checked on Monday or Tuesday next week at the latest. Well, Mrs. Jones, you need to book in for that strapping appointment on Monday or Tuesday next week. So once again, very specific, very direct, and you've given clear days. And a patient will go out to the front reception staff and say, well, the physiotherapist said I need to come back Monday or Tuesday. They will follow through with your requirements. If someone cannot make your requirements, then obviously the reception staff will work with them and the patient to find the next best option as close to that as possible. But really that's out of your control. Your main aim as a clinician is to give the best amount of sessions that's required to get the shortest and quickest and best outcome for that condition. So if someone can't make it because of financial issues or going away on holidays or anything else, that's an external component that shouldn't be guiding your decision. And that's a whole nother audio chat and we'll, we'll get to that. The next one is, 
Mrs. Jones, you need to make an appointment in two weeks to assess your return to sport testing. And we touched on that a little bit before. And the last one works really well as well. Mrs. Jones, you're not 100% yet, so we're close, but you need to book back in in five days time or a week's time so we can keep progressing. And that's really important. So start to implement these in your practice today and you will notice a huge change in your patient's compliance when you're much more direct and also you'll see a huge difference in your DNA and UTA cancellation rates because people will be much more reluctant to cancel because they can see that if they cancel it will not align with their rehabilitation plan and they will slow that down and, and in fact perhaps even slow their recovery. So try these today.